So um, we heard from Christine there and now Colin Miley is here with me and Colin I met previously in Athlone when we got to go through the castle there. Colin, it's great to have you back. Nice to meet you again. And you're, you're here in Paris Court now? In Paris Court State in the lovely county Wicklow, yes. So we moved into this room here which is the science of climate change. Yes, so six different rooms. The first room you were just in there with Christine, that was disaster scenario. So you've seen some of the environmental issues, some of the societal issues, the indirect and direct effects of climate change and what it's doing to the planet. Right. So if you're unfamiliar with climate change or carbon footprints or carbon, science of climate change is going to lay that out for you. It's going to explain why it actually and how it actually happens, climate change, and how it relates to me, you, Ireland, everybody in the world. Okay. Um, what happens when I activate it? We have a lovely globe here and a table. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see a mixture of images and video and graphics on the table in front of you. And you have the opportunity to tag on here using your wristband. So when our tag station lights up blue, that means you can tag on with your wristband. Yeah. And when you tag on, your carbon footprint will appear on the table in front of you in a bar chart kind of form compared to other places in the world. Now one of the things I've noticed is that you have the images of satellites yes. going around the world. And I noticed you have low earth orbiting medium and what would be geostationary going yeah. around as well. Um, yeah. uh, what are, why, why is that there? Is that to, to reflect how they're effectively recording? Effectively recording as well, yes, but to give a sense of scale to the actual globe itself. And if you haven't noticed, there's actually a reflection on the table. Yeah. So you might see it's only the northern hemisphere you see here. Right. But it's kind of echoed, as you see in the table here, with the southern hemisphere to appear like it's floating. Okay. But the satellites are there, they do record, we do use satellites, they're very important for recording weather data and climate data, but they are there also just to give a sense of scale to the actual globe you see in front of you. Right, right. So what are we going to do? So I'm going to step over this way if you'd like to follow yep. me, and, and I'm going to activate it. It will last about seven minutes or so, Okay. and it'll lay out, as it says, the signs of climate change for you. So while this has gone on, we'll take a little break here and yep. um, then no sum summarise what we saw at the end of it. Okay. Yeah. So, Colin, what we looked at here in this interactive or this um, demonstration of uh, the impact of climate change, uh, what I saw was how so much of everyday life, what we kind of just consider everyday life, how collectively, when it's all added together, adds up to huge damage. Um, but actually, what it was surprised me uh, in a bit was that by cutting down trees and the impact that that has in releasing CO2. Uh, I hadn't realised that at all, and that that is actually more serious even than some of the mechanical side of it. Yes, yes the, uh, deforestation, yeah. yeah. It, 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 the same as add all the trucks, boats, planes, you see in there, the ships in the world, uh, the same amount of carbon dioxide is released when you cut these trees down. So right. it's a big issue, deforestation, <laughs> yes. And the other thing that, that was interesting, of course, was, and I know that it's, there's a greater awareness in Ireland than, than maybe in other places, but that livestock, particularly cattle, yes. uh, are one of the biggest contributors to um, methane gas in, yes. in Ireland. And that farming represents a third of the problem. Um, which is interesting in a way, because one would consider when you get outside of the city, where you have a concentration of people in what are nearly artificial surroundings of concrete living conditions that have to be heated, and you get out into the country uh, where it's sparsely populated, you wouldn't think that the out in the country is actually where the problem is. Yes, uh, it's an interesting fact as well. There's actually more cows than people in Ireland, 
um, so there's one for you. Right. Um, they do give, do give off a large amount of methane, but it's not just from their farts, it's actually from their belching, it comes from more. Okay. Because uh, they're chewing the cud, and as they're chewing, they're emitting methane more from their mouths. Right. So a lot of people, they think it's actually the other way around. Okay. okay. But then, um, this was science, and they kind of laid it out for you, like, in a kind of nutshell, their planet is warming. Yeah. Uh, it's warming at an accelerate, accelerated rate. Uh, as you said as well, um, climate change is nothing new. The yeah. planet gets hot, it gets colder, but uh, what's happening right now is through human activity, uh, it's warming at an accelerated rate. So, Colin, where do we go from here? So, what we're going to do now is we've seen these disastrous effects yeah. of climate change and we see how and why it's actually happening. We're going to go upstairs now and we're going to go into the future to see a hypothetical kind of city in a world where climate change was ignored. They ignored okay. the issue. So, okay. it's kind of a, so, we can head up there now. Right. Okay, Colin, we've now just now walked into the room which is entitled The Race to 2050. Yes. And I'm presented with. A uh, whole load of screens and it says tap to log on. Yes. So I take it, I tap my wristband. Yes, so I do it in a kind of circular motion, then the ship should pick you up. Okay. You so we have Austin here. Yeah, welcome. Reset ID. No, no so you leave it the way it is now, Austin. Yeah. So you're welcome to race 2050. This and what I'm looking yeah. at is a um, very stark um, kind of, if, if you were to have toys of buildings and houses and set them up the kid was to set them up to play there's no greenery and everything is just white yes soulless yes right. uh, well so this is our kind of static display so right. this is our city in 2050 it's 32 years from now and this city kind of has problems with its emissions it has problems with its transport network it has an energy crisis it has problems with waste management but what you do in Race to 2050 is you play a series of games, touch games. Okay. And as you play the games, the city turns through the magic of these six projectors over your head. Okay. These projectors, uh, they give this kind of 3D layered effect. Okay. So when I activate this, this will turn from the kind of grey static um, image it is now, but it will turn into a kind of bleak looking grey city that has problems. But as you play the games, uh, the, ter the city turns from a kind of bleak looking place to live into a more eco-friendly, colourful, nice place to live. Depending on the choices. Depending on what you do in the games, yes. Yes. So, so, in other words, us, so, yes, so in other words, what this whole experience is designed to do is to educate me yes. on how to make constructive changes in my life, which will have an That's environmental exactly impact. exactly it, Austin. You're going to pick up a few tips and tricks on how to reduce your own car carbon footprint without necessarily breaking the bank. Things you can do at home now okay. and continue to do from okay, now when we we'll leave here. Let me see how I can... So, help. I'm just going to activate it here. And welcome to Race to 2050. And we'll come back after I've done my piece on this. Colin, what we had there was uh, fascinating. Uh, it was it certainly uh, gets you engaged. It does, and yeah. the impact Very of all the, uh, Yes, and competitive. And I can see how it would certainly uh, it becomes a game in many ways. But one of the things that strikes me here is I'm looking at the scene and I see a lot of windmills uh, depicted on the mountains, mountains. The city, yeah. And we all know that. A lot of these issues require um, a change of mindset, not just in how we use things, but the acceptability of things like windmills, and that represents a That's it, challenge. yes. Uh, you either love them or you hate them. Um, people love their visual landscapes, yeah. and to plant these huge, basically, essentially, fans on top of them uh, annoys a lot of people. It's a very contentious issue. 
and a lot of people they don't mind wind turbines right. they're just not in my backyard kind of mentality yes. about it yeah. you can put them as far away as possible but there's nothing wrong with putting these out at sea um, you can large wind farms in Denmark um, out at sea never to be seen really by anybody now the, the other thing we, we looked at here were solar panels and Ireland has not the sunniest climate in the, in the world and yeah. um, so realistically is solar a real solution in the, in the climate that's here and the, the kind of weather that Ireland's in? Here? Ireland at the moment it depends what way they would be mounted right and um, there is a kind of shift now towards more efficient solar panels depending what way they're mounted they will catch a considerable amount of light okay. and power uh, basically small sized houses uh, depends on if they need a lot of them to do if you're an industrial scale okay um, having seen people come through here I'm so sure you've seen people come through who have uh, been skeptical of this whole topic and um, would you say, have you seen anyone kind of come and say, you know, I didn't realise and this has been well worth it and it has caused me to rethink my position? Um, yes, uh, we get sceptics everywhere you go, um, but we are not here to tell people what to do. Yeah. We just kind of lay out some facts and some inf helpful information and uh, not preachy in a preachy way. Yeah. Kind of giving people some options, you know, like they might know like climate change, how, what can I do about it? So we kind of give a few tips and tricks like that they right. can do from their own backyards and their own homes right. and their own daily lives as well. So having worked your way through, is this the end of the line or then? There's three more rooms three after more this Three more rooms one. after this. This one I believe we have visitors in here at the moment. Okay. So this will be the F word. Okay. Okay, you're saying this is the, the F word? Yes, so this is our game show room. So the last room seeing how you can pick up tips like recycling, uh, cycling to work, investing in green technologies and energies to reduce your own carbon footprint. This one lays about how your food actually relates to your carbon footprint, your shopping habits. Okay. So we have a fantastic host called Philip here. Yeah. He's asking some questions, ABC answers, multiple choice. And the visitor will stand in the grey lanes where they think the answer is. Okay. Uh, the sensor will pick them up. Yeah. And depending on how many people are standing in each room, they will score higher. Okay. Okay. And this is to increase awareness again of particularly things like plastics and plastic. Plastics, yes. food is shipped to you, locally produced, and things about like cows eating meat. Okay. And all these kind of different options we have. That's new. Ah, that was uh, certainly challenging. It's a little bit more placid, quieter, calmer yes. in here. So where are we? So we're in the, uh, the Forest of Hope. So it's a lot more calmer, as you said, than the last room. Uh, so this is the Forest of Hope. It's a time to kind of reflect. You've been through a few rooms on the experience. Yeah. You have some grass on the floor here. It invites you to sit down and relax. So and after, I would tell you after the last two rooms, you feel it. <laughs> yes, so what actually is in this room is an animation. So there's an actual film in here, it lasts right. about two and a half minutes. And it's an animation about how you can be hopeful about climate change. There is a lot of negative, a lot of doom and gloom. A lot of, I feel small, how can I solve the issue? Yes. But how you're going to solve it is together, by working together. So you can be hopeful. So if you work together, you solve the issue together. Movie. I, have, I have to say that leaves you with a smile on your face. It does, doesn't it? After, after coming through the other rooms, it, uh, it certainly yeah. does. And it, it, as you say, it's hope. 
So we moved from hope to where? So this is called Brighter Futures. This is the last room on the experience. Yeah. It's like walking onto the set of Movie Tron or something. Yeah. Uh, it's our hollow cube here. And this is where you're going to make your pledge to become an agent of change. It's going to analyze your carbon footprint from reception and it's going to give you a unique pledge to reduce your own personal carbon footprint by a certain percentage. Okay. For most of it, you're going to be looking up over your head into this black space. We have a hologram here. Yep. And then towards the end, you use these buttons uh, to make your pledge. It's going to tell you about like innovations and technologies that exist now and that are coming in the near future. They're going to help us combat climate change. Fantastic. I guess we should get going. Yeah. I'll just, um so, Colin, one thing that struck me about what I just saw there, uh, where it talked about technology and food, yeah. it would seem to imply, and I'm saying seem to imply, that there is a need to um, embrace, to some degree, what in one way would be genetically modified food. Because if what it's kind of saying is that the natural process uh, might be yield high emissions in the case of yes. beef, um, or that uh, hydroponics, which is not just using the earth to grow stuff, yes, that using there water. needs to, and yet there's a conflict again insofar as um, where we stand and the knowledge we have on things like genetically modified and. Um, uh, a lot of learning still happens. Yes, there is. It's just kind of presenting possibilities and options yes. that people can embrace in the future. Right. Um, if it came to worst case scenario, okay. uh, we would be able to actually make this kind of a, a food source that tastes like meat from an actual molecule from yeast. yeast yeah. yeah. Right. If it came to a kind of disaster scenario, right. as you would say. So that explained to me that if it were possible, given our climate in Canada, which is different than here, that if I could switch from natural gas to uh, a heat pump, yes, I could reduce my carbon footprint by, by 33%. 35%, 35%, yeah, just cutting it by that much, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so that's quite a, quite, it's, it's a big cut, basically. Sorry, it is a huge, yeah. it's a huge cut, huge cut. So yours was about 19.8 tonnes, yeah. and my, my math isn't great now, but uh, I'm just trying to think of the numbers. That would be about 6, 7 tonnes. It would cut that by that much, yeah, just yeah. that amount, yeah. So there's little things that we can all do. Um, right. I, I suppose getting a heat pump is not a little thing. It's a kind of it's a big procedure to do. Yeah. Um, but just it's just that thought of doing that. That's how much you can cut. Well, it's, it's education as far as that. What it is telling me is that there is such a thing as a heat pump that yeah. can effectively heat a house. And now I don't know how it can take heat from the atmosphere in winter, but that's enough. Canada <laughs> <laughs> is cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now that, so that's our so finale. That's that was our finale. You might have caught at the end that the wristband that you got up there, yeah. you keep them forever now. All right. And it has your unique code on it. It's like my DNA. Yes, in a way. Uh, unique code and you're an agent of change now. So you okay. have an agent login on our website. Fantastic. So you use our, your wristband to log in and it will show you things about what you've seen today. Like, remember at reception, yeah. your carbon footprint has broken down into your stuff and your travel and how you heat your homes. And then it will show you how uh, much of ways in baby elephants um, when you log in as well. Right. But at the moment, that's kind of just... We aim to have more functionality down the line with okay. website okay. Um, in terms of how to tips and tricks and how to alter your lifestyle to reduce your carbon footprint even further. So and we've live updates as well. So we've got to the end of the line. Yes, that's the well, end of the experience. Well, Colin, Colin, thank you very much indeed. No problem. It's Thanks been very it's been much fantastic and educational, definitely, and um, uh, in every respect it has. Yes. Yeah, just, I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
things that you wouldn't even think of are, are beautifully represented. Um, so, as I said earlier on, you and I met last in Athlone. Uh, this is a different experience. It is a very different experience, yes, to, to our century uh, Norman castles, or Anglo Norman castles, but uh, that's a great experience, though. Yeah. That's wonderful. I wish everyone could come out now and see it. Right. Well, Carl, thanks for you. No problem. Thanks, Austin.